Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Neurographica podcast. It's the first podcast dedicated to Neurographica. I'm your host, Maura, a certified instructor and a mentor in Neurographica. And in this episode, we will talk about Neurographica and how it links with spirituality. Today, I have a great pleasure to introduce you to our very special guest. It's Abigail Mensa-Bonsu. She's a highly regarded spiritual guide, mentor, and international best-selling author and publisher. Hi, Abigail. Hello, my dear. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm very excited to have you as well. Could you please uh, tell a little bit for the listeners who you are and what do you do? Yeah, so you kind of, you know, mentioned a little bit about what I do. Um, so I work with women who are ready to remember who they are, really mm. step into that core true self. And I do this through spiritual tools. So one of the basic foundations in working with me is connecting with your higher self, connecting with your divine team, and also connecting to the true source. So above and below Mother Earth, Father Sky, and then your own center, that portal right at the center of you. And then from there, we begin to release anything that is not you. We remove all the jackets that have been placed on you that is not yours. And then we get to the core. And then from the core where you're like, I am, now you learn to navigate in this physical reality with you being an embodied divine self in human body. So basically the birth of the goddess that is ah, that is my work. That's <laughs> awesome. And isn't it the name of your business as well? Yes. Yes, it yeah. is. Okay, lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, you've done a much better that job at <laughs> introducing yourself than I could ever dreamt of to do. So uh, today we're going to talk about, as you know, Neurographica and spirituality. But before we go into that very specific point, can you just uh, think back and tell us about your very first Neurographica drawing? And how did you come across this method? Ooh, you know, I thought about this. I was like, oh my God, how did I, I know it was like one of my teachers doing a, one of those, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's like, she was doing the free class. Yeah. And I remember, well, first she had posted something and I looked at the, the finished work and I was like, that looks like a neuron. Now yeah. my background is in psychology and pre-med. And so I love <laughs> one of my favorite part of the human body. The first part is the brain. The second part is the heart. Yeah. It is the most magical. I mean, seriously, the human body is incredible. So I, I just love the human brain. And so when I looked at it, I was like, that looks like neurons, like neurons connecting. It, it mm. looks like a mental process, like how things go on, you know, in our, our brains. And I was like, this is fascinating. And it's an art. And so I did one of her free classes and I just fell in love because it was yeah. that that combination of psychology, <laughs> which I love. And then also you have that spiritual aspect of it, but it's also helping you to reprogram your mind in a way mm. that is, is so simple yet powerful. You know, like when I'm drawing, you know, when I'm putting what, what I'm feeling on paper and then using the rounding to kind of smooth things out. And then, you know, maybe I'll have a mantra and I'll repeat it as I'm doing it or not. But as I'm doing it, I can feel it. I can feel things shifting, you know, from the beginning to, you know, how I felt at the beginning to the end. It's just like, 
wow. So I fell in love with neurographica. Yeah. And if you ask my clients, my friends, like I talk about it all the time. Like everybody <laughs> needs to just do it. It is freaking amazing. People will start thinking we're in some kind of cult. <laughs> well, they better because I like that's some I'm so excited to teach my son. And right now I've taught my son how to do the catharsis. Because yeah, had, yeah the, eventually I'll teach him the rounding and then, you know, go from there. But, you know, just having him put the emotions and he's four years, put his yeah. emotion on paper. And then I would do the rounding and the, the coloring. Like it makes that is very powerful. that there's a tool that mm. will help him out. Like when he's at school and he's feeling anxious, do a catharsis, round it up. Like it just is so exciting to even talk about it, you know? Yeah. So it is an amazing tool that more people need to learn about. And it's so fun. It's a great way to tap into your creative side. And especially as a woman, tapping into that, that creativity, yeah. letting it flow. But at, at the same time, using that creativity, like transforming pain into beauty, transforming pain into art, the emotions, bringing it up, helping it to express, reprogramming certain mental... I mean, should I... Should I go on like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that was great. Thank you. Do you actually actually remember what you were drawing on that first time? Was no, it a I don't. You don't remember. I would have to like the first one. I don't remember, but I know afterwards I signed up to do her ancestral class. Yeah, and yeah. so that one was a whole process, and that was powerful. That was even before I did my basic my basics course, um, and it it blew my mind. Like what we did in there. So that one, I have it. But the first drawing, I don't remember what it looked like. I have so many drawings now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's amazing. So it seems like you have it as part of your life and it's an important part now. Yes. How often do you think you draw a week? Every day. You draw every day? Actually, oh, that's yeah, awesome. I, I just committed to a 30-day um, doing a catharsis every day, like doing the ARL every day. Yes. Yes. So I just committed to that, but I try to do it every day. Um, yeah. It's part of my journaling process. Let's put ah, it that That's way. awesome. Yeah. It yeah. works really well with journaling process. For those who's yeah. listening, IRL is algorithm for removing limitations. The new name for it now is algorithm for lifting inner restraints. Yes. So it's <laughs> keep changing and evolving. And I think because it's a method that came from Russia, there is always uh, that conversation going on what is the best way to translate the name yeah. of the algorithm or uh, kind of the the forms and words that we use in, in the sessions so yes. it's all the same thing an algorithm for removing limitations it's the drawing that you start with a catharsis catharsis is when you scribble on the paper to release uh, tension and emotions and as Abigail mentioned, she even now um, introducing that to her son, who's only four, but then finishing the picture for him, um, rounding, because rounding, I suppose, is uh, probably the hardest thing to learn in the method. But once you've managed rounding a neurographical line, uh, there is really nothing much else to learn in terms of um, technical side of it. Yeah. I think the archetyping slash coloring comes pretty natural to most people and uh, yeah I'd say it's uh, quite an accessible method even for people who've never done art exactly. ever in their life which yeah. I think that's why I also love it so much that you can take anybody 
who has no clue how to draw color. And then after a couple of sessions, they're able to start drawing kind of their life. Um, so going into the Neurographica, how long have you been drawing now? Probably three years now. Three years. Three years, yeah. yeah. And do you have some kind of qualification, a level in, in the Neurographica? I have, um, I just finished, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Specialist? Specialist, yes, yes. That's the last Lovely. one I just did. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to take it to your uh, customers and use Neurographica with your clients. Yes, exactly. That, that was is very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So now we're gonna go deep into the spiritual side of it as well. So how does that fit in with what you do with the spiritual side, uh, especially? Do you find that? Neurographica helps you to connect with the spiritual side. Do you work on it through Neurographica? How does that uh, represent your particular case? For me, particularly, because I'm always connected to spirit. I don't need any tools to help me connect. But what it does is it brings through the messages, the connections clearly. So, for example, when I'm doing my daily um, Neurographica, you know, my drawing, as I'm drawing, I will get a message and I'll write it at the back of the drawing, you know, so it helps me, it kind of quiets my mind so I can hear clearly, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, it just, it, it helps the connection, it clarifies the connection. That, that yeah. would be like the best way. And there's so many ways, because sometimes my clients would do something, um, like it's simple, I'll teach them something. Like um, I think the last thing I did was a, a tree, a newer tree. And I had them just, I didn't tell them what was going on. I just told them to draw a tree. And then each of them, I just kind of looked at it and it's like, oh, you have fruits on there. Interesting. Let's talk about that. Like it just, it's just like with art, you know, especially the kids when they draw, you can look at it and be like, oh, this is where you are right now. This is what you were feeling. It's the same thing. Like I can look at it and be like, oh, okay. In your life right now, you feel like this a lot more fruitfulness. Like you're, you're receiving more in your life. You feel supported. You feel loved. And yeah. yeah so it tells you a lot about where a person is right? For me, I can see that. And I can also walk them through to realizing that um, it wouldn't be like, oh, this is what you're going through. It'd be like, tell me about that. And then as they're talking, they're like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> no, I put it on papers yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. I had a client who um, it was just a simple drawing, but then she ended up putting circles around. And when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, that's totally your team and I was like what is the circles what tell me about it. what is the colors in the circle she's like I don't know just it felt like it wanted to be there and I feel yeah. so loved and hugged by them and and I was like tell me more and she's like I feel like it's like my guys I was like yes <laughs> <You guys. laughs> yeah this is it isn't it um yeah. I always find that it's like um how you're able to pull almost like a subconscious message on the yes. paper and then because it's subconscious, no matter how you draw what you do, it will come out. It will come uh, out. And it will come out on the paper. So do you have a favorite algorithm in Neurographica? I know. <laughs> it's hard to choose. <laughs> That's a hard question. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's. I'll go through some and maybe that will uh, help you to remember. So we obviously have a new retreat. We yeah. have shamanic rain there is algorithm for removing limitations 
there are there is composition, whole course and composition, where you use all the shapes, squares and triangles and circles, and kind of make it a more of a complicated mind map. I always uh, like to use that because my strategic brain kicks in into that particular one. <laughs> um, what else we have? Oh, well, we have the one to reveal intentions as well, yes. which is very meditative. 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 So yeah, here you go. Let me, the ones that I do the most. So I do the ARI, which is the algorithm, oh my God, for revealing intentions. I do that for my weekly. So my calendar, I'll actually do it at the back of it for the week. So this mm. was last week. Oh, it's gorgeous. So, uh, for those yeah. who are unfortunately listening, I wish uh, you could borrow my eyes. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Right. So I do it every week. And at the back of each week, I'll draw it to kind of give me, you know, most of the time, like the circles, I have no idea what they are, but it just yeah. like, hey, this is my week. And they don't always look like the sun coming out. Like, it just, yeah, so yeah. Different. and so I use that like weekly basis. Um, I use the ARL a lot because it just helps me get my emotions on paper. It's part yeah. of my journaling. I love NeuroTree. Because oh, yes. the, the aspect of something growing, I love that. You know, like I can start out with a seed and I'll name it. What I, you know, it, whether it's my business, whether it's a book, whether I'll just draw that and then just allow that and just the the thought of oh, it's growing. Mm. It, it delights me. You know, like absolutely, absolutely. So if I were to choose, I'll say those were my top three because those are yeah. the ones that I actually draw a lot. Yeah, of, you know, yeah. I, I can relate absolutely, especially to the tree. I think I have the whole forest now going with me, growing uh, this <laughs> uh, forest on the paper. And I think there is endless opportunities and the ways to draw the tree and the meaning that you could put with the tree because it's such a powerful archetype. Oh, and yeah. like I say, it, it does allow you to to grow, to bring fruits in, into the labor to make wishes it's just endless yes. opportunities there definitely mm -hmm. so yeah that was quite interesting <laughs> so um before because obviously you're a very spiritual person do you have your own maybe um preparation or ritual before you sit down to draw neurographica breath breath work honestly it's my it's just <sighs> it's i keep it simple you know, I have a lot of tools and I teach a lot yeah. of tools, but when it comes to daily, everyday, you know, like practices, it's just my breath. My breath connects me to myself. It anchors me into mm. this here right now in my body. And then I can be present with what I'm doing. And as I'm drawing, then maybe sometimes an affirmation will come through. Yeah. But mostly I draw to just quiet and listen. That is the mm. whole um what do you call it? Like the practice, the ritual around my drawings. It's like, okay, I'm going to use my breath to anchor and be in the present. I don't want to escape this body. I don't want to yeah. escape my feelings. I want to be present and I want to put it on paper so I can see what it is that I'm feeling, what it yeah. is that I'm processing through. So I want to be really present. So my breath brings me to the presence. And then I just commit to everything I'm doing. As I'm rounding, I tune into how I'm feeling, where, you know, the pain, notice it's moving. Oh, it's not 
there anymore because I put the catharsis on the paper and I'm paying attention to my body. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm also listening to what messages are coming through and making sure that I write them down. So that is it. No, no, nothing complicated. Um, sometimes I would do it after my meditation, but okay. I, it's not because it's not the meditation is not, I'm not doing it because of the drawing. It's because it's something that I just do. Um, so it just depends. Sometimes I do it right after my meditation because it's just perfect time and I have the time to do it. But most of the time it will be like later on the day that I draw, but the meditation is done early in the morning. So yeah, it's just my breath. My breath connects me and then I move from there. I flow from there. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, I was like expecting, you know, crystals and... No, yeah, I love that because I love simple as well. I think a lot of people, when they start art or think about art or neurographica, I suppose, represent an art form in, in some way, it's the barrier that you need so many things to get started. Maybe you have to have the whole professional pencil set or you know I mean, crystals and something yeah. else but all you need is one marker yes, and paper <laughs> yeah um and maybe a few colors well, right. this, but again you could use highlighters like real simple office supplies or yeah. you know steal pencils from your child so you yeah. don't have oh. to even go and buy anything he steals mine. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in that you know, sort of theme because I've got all the best stuff now. <laughs> so they come and steal my stuff. I'm like, no, I got you your own for a reason. Leave mine alone. <laughs> but no, you know, if you're going to be committed to something for long term, the key is mm. keeping it simple. I am in- integrating. I have integrated this into my life. It has to be simple. It cannot be complicated. You know, yes, I have all the tools. I can make it as you know, spiritual and ritualistic as I want. But how many times would I be able to do that? I'm a mother to a four-year-old. I have, I'm an entrepreneur. I have a business. I don't have the time to do that all the time. Maybe every, you know, special occasions, you know, I'll do it with a group that I'm drawing with, but it it has to be simple if I'm going to be doing this more and integrating that into my life, you know, and it just, it's all about intention. Like I know Mm. the crystals, the plants, they're always with me. I don't need to hold them to tap into the magic. That's the thing. They're always with me. I can just set the intention. You know, I I need more peace. I need more peace in my mind and in my heart and in my life. And I'm just going to flow from there. I, I, I Actually, I think operating from that place, you open up for more to come to you versus like, okay, I have this crystal and I, I have this candle and it's like more structured. You kind of just tighten up. So yeah. the, the real essence of what needs to come through, it, it kind of ha- it has a hard, a hard time coming through, right? But when yeah. you just be, just be human, show up as you are. Like that's the key. When you're able to do that, you'll be amazed what comes through. Yeah. No, I can't, couldn't agree anymore. And like you say, it just less distractions. So all you have to have is a, paper in front of you and all you have to do is set an intention 
because I think one of the reasons I am in Signora Grafica, I'm a very driven person. I don't do anything if there is no purpose. It's just the way I was uh, created and raised. Yeah. So for me, it's like always at least uh, two things I'm doing. A, I'm setting an intention and I'm working towards it. And B, I'm doing something creative uh, with my own hands. And then at the end, I've worked through my mental block or hard emotion and I have a beautiful picture to show for it or not so beautiful I mean who cares what it looks like as long as it works (laughs) we're we're not like uh here to uh, represent ourselves in the gallery I think your graphic is so much of a reflection of your inner self I, I call it in a selfie. It's yes. like whatever is inside you in that moment in time, that what comes out and it doesn't last forever. It's not like you drawn that picture and that represents you for the rest of your life. It just represents that particular moment that as you moment. were drawing. Yeah. Mm. I love how, what you called it, inner selfie. I love that so much. You need to start putting it on all your art. This is my inner selfie today. Uh, <laughs> I, you, I actually have a domain that's called green selfie. So yeah. <laughs> because I always see it as um, an alternative to kind of your physical appearance. Yes. The only way you can, I suppose, capture your inner essence is, is by doing something, by creating. Yes. And whether that is, uh, I don't know, sculpture or a scribble on the paper or neurographica, that kind of is a big representation of what what holds inside you. And I, I love that connection. I think yeah. that's how I see spirit as well, that, through drawing that I'm able to connect to my own spirit and like you say to sit down focus and be present because it's a presence uh, kind of practice you allowing yourself to be present to show up for yourself like I said dedicated yourself some time show up have a concentration to be present in the moment and for those who have a very uh high energy and find it difficult to be present in total silence and no motion when I'm talking about meditation I think this is the like the best next the the best thing because like for myself I struggle to sit down and do nothing Mm. but by drawing your graphic I can still be meditating and being present because I am involved in the process of creation do you find that link as well Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a couple of things that wanted to come. Okay, so the first thing, because you were talking about neurographica and like how you, you know, you were raised and it helps you kind of soften. Like mine is that here, my mind is always busy. Like that's why journaling is a non-negotiable for me because it can get crazy in the mind. So neurographica just helps me to take all of that busyness everything that I'm planning and just put it on paper so I can just have that relief right um but I also wanted to talk a little bit about spirituality a lot of people think of spirituality as something that they have to be or become or do or look like and the real definition of spirituality has nothing to do with anything outside of you and everything to do with you connecting with yourself that is spirituality. It's between you, your own divinity, source, your guides, is you. It's all you. And if you can give yourself that space to connect to you, that is spirituality. 
That is a really good explanation. I always, when I have like dates with myself, it's always me, myself and I. <laughs> so yes. It's like three of us, we yes. get together and uh, we have a great time. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, we are dynamic, you know, beings. We are multidimensional. And when you take that time to spend with yourself, you'll be amazed what comes through. I mean, even looking at past lives, future self, multi, you know, like other dimensional selves. These are all you. Yeah. Like there's an aspect of you right now living in a different dimension, living a life that you're craving for right now. And yeah. if you could connect to that aspect of yourself, you can just pull through that knowledge into the this lifetime and help you create that experience in this lifetime. We have that ability. That's so cool. I was, I love that talking uh, about the past life, the present life and the future because that's in essence what the conjoining around yes. is for. That the whole layer is just dedicated to yourself, like all the conscious and subconscious and previous conscious. And then you can work in all directions. If you only believe in the present and the future, you can just work that part. Yes. If you're more open to explore the past and previous lives and lived experience, you can uh, work into the kind of other dimension uh, and kind of go into the circle, expanding all of that. And yes. um, how do you like, where do you stand on collective spirituality and collective um, subconsciousness? How How do you work with that energy? I feel like I work with that energy because it's, it is my mission. It's part of what I'm teaching. And so it mm. comes through that. I have to understand what we are going through together in order to help one woman find herself in that collective, right? Because yeah. we are all on our own journey. But when we come together, we are on a bigger journey that influences and affects all of us. Right. So understanding. So for one of the things I do is the energy forecast to really break it down. Okay. This week, these are the energies that we're working with. This is the bigger soup or the bigger ocean that we're all swimming in. But within that ocean, this is what you could experience in your own life. Right. So it's, it's good to understand both. Um, I feel like most people focus too much on that bigger, um, outward, like this is what the world, the, the, the bigger consciousness is going on and it gets overwhelming. That's not where we're supposed to put our focus unless you are a teacher, unless you are yeah. a leader who's supposed to hold that frequency. It is very much mission driven. You have to be able to have that frequency to be able to navigate both worlds. Otherwise you just get overwhelmed. Right. And yeah. so what you're supposed to do in order to affect the bigger consciousness, the bigger world, it begins with you. That's why we always say that you work with your world when your yeah. world is good, it's going to ripple out and you're going to start seeing the changes in the outer world. And so that's why if you hear like spiritual teachers always saying you like come to you because your world is big, but your world has to be good. And then you begin to see the ripples in the outer world. And if we are all focused on our world and cultivating what we want and cultivating the joy and the love and the peace in our world, then we will be able together bring it together, amplify it, and then we'll be able to see it in our world. Right. Mm, so really absolutely. here, it, that's why, you know, neurographica, like all of that is bringing you here so you can pay attention to what feels good here. Yeah. What do I need here? Because when this right here feels good, when my world is good, 
the world around me has no choice but to shift. This Absolutely. is easier as that. And also Absolutely. the most the hardest. <laughs> yeah. And you just nailed it there, I think, with the, with this philosophy of Neurographica, because I think we always start with ourselves. I mean, one of the biggest things that I teach in kind of all my workshops and classes is that it always starts within with us it's like you can't change your neighbor your child your partner the world around you you can change yourself you can adjust how you feel how you present how you turn up how you project energy what your energy is uh, bringing what message does it have if it's a positive message like you say then ripples into your family that your family ripples into that uh, yep. bigger wider circle neighborhood and so on and that becomes like that contribution and part of the teachings is that we always accept responsibility for everything that happens to us isn't it because that energy is attracting uh, the outcomes in your life so if I'm bringing positive energy then I will attract more good life good things into my life but if I'm like jealous or angry then I will also get more of that because it's like a mirror isn't it we always get what we give that that um that statement is always um very fascinating to me because I feel like especially in the spiritual community it's almost like saying that you are not allowed to feel the bad because you're going to amplify it in the world. And here's the truth. And I hope this alleviates some of the, <laughs> you know, the, the tension that comes into the body or the mind when you hear that. We're here to have a human experience, which means that we're going to experience both the bad and the good. Here's the thing. Me, you know, like I, with everything that I do, with all my rituals, with it, you know, being as conscious as I can be, being a good person as I can be, I still have my bad days. But when I have my bad days, it's not rippling into the world creating that because I am conscious of it. When what creates. So when you're having like, let's say if you're just angry right now, you know, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to create anger in my life. No, stop (laughs) there. What when it starts mirroring is because you're not paying attention to it because you're not looking at yourself. You're not moving through it so the the it's like the universe has to get get your attention some way so the universe is going to bring you someone who shows you the same anger and you're like it's like mirroring your own anger to you so that you can see it and if you still don't see it then it keeps rippling and get more and more intense right but all of that is saying hey this is within you can you just look at yourself look in the mirror what like this is you come back to you right? Shift within yourself, right? So don't be afraid like, oh, I can't have a bad emotion. It has to be all love and light. No. (laughs) No, I I think you really uh, contributed to that conversation because yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. We, We are all humans and I experience all the range of emotions and helps to be conscious about them. It's about the process in those emotions and being able to let go. And not identify yourself with the emotion because they come and go. So it's just because, like you say, you're having a bad day or you're feeling angry. It doesn't make you an angry person or a bad yes. person. You're just having yeah. going through the emotions. You can process, you can adjust. But exactly, it's the unconscious behaviors that we can repeating 
all the time without noticing that could be even I don't know snapping at the kids all the time yeah. then they start snapping back at you it's exactly like, hold on a second <laughs> you don't respect me I was like well mother you just been doing that to me for the past uh, five years <laughs> It's true. And that is really what we live in. Yeah. You know, when our unconscious mind is the one leading, which it is, because most people are not aware of the, the the cassette that is still playing in the background, you know, and the pain, the trauma, like all of that that they've hidden. They think, oh, I put it in the box and I locked it. So it's going to mm-hmm. stay there. No, it's not. It's creating a reality so that you can finally face it. Which means that's a that's going to be a very painful reality until you sit with that pain, right? So everything is is inviting us. It's an invitation for us to come back to us and do the healing, see what we need to see, move through whatever we need to move through, and just be honest with ourselves. Just be honest with ourselves. It's as easy as that. Because sometimes you might be going through something bad and you're, you know, like maybe you're angry and you're like, I tried everything, but I'm still angry. Be honest with yourself. I am angry right now. I can't figure it out, you know, but I'm still moving forward. I'm taking the steps, right? So when I say being, being honest with yourself, that's what I mean. It's okay. It might take a week for you to move through it. It might take a month. It might take a year or years. However you need, it's your own journey. Nobody gets to tell you when it's done. You get to choose that. We have that choice. We know ourselves. Well, we, we're supposed to know ourselves, right? That's why we come back to ourselves, right? Yeah. But we get that choice. We really get to choose to say yes to the invitation of coming back to ourselves and learning about ourselves and moving through our emotional, mental and physical and spiritual bodies and realms and learn more and expand from them and heal and be human as much as Uh, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be human is a part of it. Like you say, it's uh, going through the motions and we can use different tools to help us to make the process easier or perhaps uh, guided. The Neurographica is a method for for a reason because there is actually like eight steps and the framework that you can rely on. So I think for, for people who potentially don't have a massive uh, experience in the art or the creative flair to come up with their own um, healing method or a picture, you can have that method that guides you through, okay, well, first you start with yourself, you work with your inner energy, then you move into your kind of egregors, your yes. uh, local connections, then you go into the archetypes and you collect with the wider and then you finally reach to divine energy and connect yep. with the field and getting all the juicy good stuff that we normally uh, struggle to to tap in so yes. <laughs> have yes. you got your own personal stories maybe like a, a profound spiritual experience while you were drawing Wait, repeat the question again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, oh, switch yeah. to the question. Like, so, yeah, uh because you've done Neurographica for three years, I was wondering if you have uh, a memory of maybe a, sp- a special drawing that affected you that in the moment, maybe you had a vision or a revelation or perhaps an insight during the, the drawing of Neurographica. Yeah, so um, it was when I did the Ancestral series 
um, in one of the class, you choose an ancestor um, and you, it's kind of like neurosketching, right? Where you move through it. Um, and for some reason, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't have any pictures of my ancestors, you know, like back home, but my grandmother's picture, I was like, well, she's still alive. Like, how does this work? But I trusted it. And okay. it was the hardest thing. I just, I couldn't, it took me a while to complete that. It took me a year to complete hers. Wow. It was very fascinating. I just could not. And when I completed it, I remember looking at it. I was like, God, this is very weird. She looks like she's about to leave, but she's very happy. And that mm. year she left. Like oh, wow. she, that's when she died. And I looked at the picture. I was like, oh, you were telling me that you, it was time for you to go. And like just breaking down the picture, like she had a smile, you know, like, and it's like she was just ready to go. And even um, one of the dreams I had after she left for my mom, um, you know, like my grandma came to me and she's like packing her stuff. And, you know, like she she's sad because she was waiting for my mom to see my mom again because my, you know, my family here, but they were still back home. And I told my mom that I was like, I think she's waiting for you. Because she wants to tell you something before she finally leaves, you know, this plane. And yeah, when my mom went back home, I was like, how did it go? She's like, yeah, I felt at peace. <laughs> you know, like she, it felt like she, her presence was there. And then it felt like she left. I was like, yeah, she needed to see you first. Right. But that whole experience it, it blew my mind because I just I was like, why am I choosing? You know, I had a, a picture of Mary Magdalene because she's my spiritual mentor. I mm -hmm. had, you know, like other guides that, you know, I was like, yeah, this is like a guide. But her yeah. picture drew me in and she was still earthside. And so it didn't make any sense at all. And the whole drawing, I mean, a year to finish it. And it was just like grueling and not accepting it, you know, and her death hit me in a way that I didn't think it would. And my grandmother and I, we have a very strong connection in terms of like my birth and story, like how I was birthed, like I was born dead and she's the one who brought me back to life. So we have this connection mm. there. Um, and that's, that connection came through very powerfully through that entire experience. Like I'll never forget it. Like that drawing is still there. I'll never forget that, that experience with Neurographica. Yeah. Like how, oh. yeah, how that came through. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because it's a, a very personal story and I'm really sorry for your loss as well. Um, I know what it's like to, to lose grandparents. I've had a, a nana of my own who is uh, very dear to me and uh, a granddad as well. So I was quite blessed actually to have them in my life in, into my 20s. So, wow. I, you know, I can't complain, but yeah. uh, it's still sad. But um, it's interesting, I think, with grandparents, because as a child, you always grow up wait, kind of knowing that they're going to go soon. Yeah. So I think the acceptance there comes a lot quicker than perhaps uh, in compared to your parents um, yes. and I have the most like cherished kind of memories and um, I, when I see daisies I always think about my grandma because I used mm. to collect daisies for her um, in the field it was like it was free but it was such yeah. a nice thing to do she loved daisies and I always uh, will pick her a bunch and uh, that's some kind of link every time I see a daisy I think is my grandma saying yes. hello to me yeah. uh, and I don't want to think about it in any other way <laughs> About I love ages. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And we I love how you 
talked about the neurographical drawing and that it took you a year. I think there is um, who's been drawing misconception that you just did a picture and that's it and you put it somewhere you never see it. But then I think one of the magic um, with neurographic they can pick it up after a year and start drawing on the same page and you can add new lines and new circles and if you place it somewhere in a visible space and i i've seen your uh, instagram channel and i know you have uh, drawings all over the place and they're such a powerful energy source and you can tap into whatever you created on that picture in that moment when you look at it it's like okay yeah I'm seeing that resource right there and then how do you find that is that why you have pictures on your walls I I love so let me see I was gonna move the picture so you can kind of see some of my drawings so I have I tend to put like my year drawings So one of the drawings, one of my teacher does this every year where we tune into the energy of the year and then we just we do a drawing out of it and see what comes through it. So I I tend to keep that on there. Um, And then I would do, you know, the the drawings that really call to me, like I have I did a drawing of an it looked like me, but it's like an angel with wings. And Mm -hmm. I did that when I have that on there and it's like my guide for the year. Right. So I would do the yearly drawings and put it on there. And then as I'm drawing throughout the year, there's certain drawings that will draw like pull me in and I'll put it somewhere because they hold an intention. You know, yeah. they hold an intention that is unfolding. And that's what I feel like um, those are the ones that make it on my wall. Because the rest are in my my sketchbook. They're in there. And sometimes I'll flip through it, but I don't look at it as much, right? But the ones that end up on the wall, they hold bigger intentions that mm. are unfolding in my life. That's how I kind of feel. Yeah. 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 I understand that. Um, so for the listeners, uh, I'm going to challenge you here. <laughs> yes. Please um, do. Yeah. What would you recommend to draw or maybe some kind of process that would help them to connect with that spiritual energy with spiritual essence within through neurographica maybe you have kind of a a tip for that one of my favorite ones is drawing circles you know the the challenge of drawing 40 circles yes there's something about drawing circles that just it just feels so freaking good it feels really good and once you learn about the the rounding piece so you draw the circles you don't have to do 40 but just draw your circles and then begin to round where it touches each other and then you can bring in the line so um the I always say like the lines is like if I if I'm drawing the circles and I have intention like I need an idea you know for example like I need a title for my video let's that's just an example so I do the circle and the lines is like I'm connecting to my environment okay you know, the resources around me, I'm pulling that through. So I bring it and I bring it through the circle. It's like, okay, bringing through. And then when I do the field line, it's like, okay, divine. What is that title that needs to come through? And I bring it through the circle. So, I mean, that that's even complicated. Just draw the circles <laughs> around where it touches and then bring through the lines. But when you're thinking about the lines, think about the resources that around you that you might not be even aware of and you're opening yourself up to receiving that resource or those resources and so you use the lines to pull it into yourself 
And then with the field line, you're connecting to the divine and you're pulling more resources into yourself. Like that would be a beautiful practice to do. And it's very simple. Yeah. Mm, thank you. And what about the colors? Is there, do you find that there is specific link with spirituality and color? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When I did neurocolor, it, it blew my mind, you know, because yeah. it brings in that ancient wisdom of the I Ching. Was it the I Ching or the, what is it called? The, the Wu Sing. It's the Wu Sing. Yeah, Wu Sing. And my yeah. background, you know, one of my background is traditional Chinese medicine. So I didn't uh, see that coming. I thought we we're just going to talk about colors like art. And it blew my mind bringing through the, the elements of it, you know, red, you know, root fire you know it's like oh my gosh and using that to balance the body it, it just it took it to a whole different level so when I'm choosing certain colors I'm yeah. paying attention and to be honest most of the time I don't choose it um I don't choose colors because I want to choose it I look at my drawing and I say okay what what wants to be on this drawing and then I choose that color like intuitively and then I kind of mm. just see where it goes. And then afterwards, I'll look at it and be like, oh, look at that. I have a lot of yellows or I have a lot of reds. Interesting. I'm bringing more fire in or I'm connecting to the sun to warm me up or the green. Oh, I'm healing, you know, or yeah. I'm connected to more. I'm bringing more nature abundance into it. So the interpretation comes in after I've used the color. But it yeah. is powerful. You know, but that's where my resistance is also at. Like, <laughs> like uh, I tend to get stuck. If you notice, like one of my neurographic artists back there, it kind of blends blends in with the the tapestry at the back. Okay. But I kind of get stuck after the like I just leave it in the black and white for a while. Cause with the colors, I have this, it's like I want it to look perfect in a way. And mm. I feel like I'm not doing it justice. And so it just it's like there's this resistance when it comes to the colors. Um, where I, lately I've been noticing that a lot, especially when it's, you know, big ones like that. If it is like my my weekly drawings, also, those ones are easy. But if it's like, you know, like the... the There's a perfectionist in your kicks in there. Yeah, it comes out with that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really noticing myself on that. It's like I have black and whites that are sitting around and I'm just staring at it. Like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to... I don't know if I'm just appreciating just the black and white the contrast which says a lot about life like just appreciating the contrast the duality in our lives and yeah. then also when will I be re ready to bring in that color bring in the life into that duality right yeah. so that's where that's where I'm playing with right I know it's all part of my healing like just absolutely yeah that it, color is a, is a big one I think um it it can be so uh Re rejuvenating it bringing the color uh in my experience it pretty much 100 percent time when i bring color i always have a uh, burning cheeks it just comes together all the yeah. time because i think it's the motion of um you know this quick strokes and the color and the seeing it and feeling it and it comes through my physical body all the time but i know what you're talking about the pictures when you don't want to color yeah. and then it could be both. Uh, one is there are certain pictures that are not meant to be colored. They're supposed to be stained mm. the way that they are. But then if there are more and then you keep getting the same uh, blocks, then you need to look at uh, what is it that you're drawing. 
in that particular ways because obviously you come into resistance with your archetypes, which is a really big energy. And yes. you'll be thinking, well, which role is like, uh, you know, pushing me kind of away or against yeah. me that you need to go you need to go in into the the eye of the storm sometimes with that to to work through that resistance but I mean resistance is the whole uh, I think new topic that we could talk about in Neurographica it's like overcoming those um, blocks uh, through the process because uh, although it's art and it can look very pretty uh, there's some um, turmoil that you have to go through and then as we draw, we feel it in our body and an emotion. Yes. And it can be very uncomfortable. Yeah. There could be tears. There could be distractions. Yeah. And it's not always pretty. Uh, and you could feel suddenly very, very tired, even yes. if you had the energy before you started. And then and that's where you feel, oh, I want to stop, but don't do it again. Um, and for those who are try- trying for the first time, if you get to that point where you feel, oh, I don't want to do it again, it means you're just reaching the right Yes. points in in your uh, drawing it's working because exactly. our brain is very resistant of change mm-hmm. and it wants to keep the status quo and keep you exactly the same even if you're very unhappy it's still safe yeah it, so it's pushing through the resistance is a big part of uh getting to the where you want to be and like you say also accessing that spiritual essence because yes. if you can't overcome the challenge uh, of you know getting to yourself then you will be stuck at just the first physical layer and won't be able to go into the other layers of, of uh, me yourself and I yes, <laughs> you exactly. know connect them all together it's like a, a puzzle and then you have to have a little uh, um, shovel in the form of mark and you kind of dig in and yeah. uh, get get to like peel yourself like an onion a little bit exactly I think, for the process yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that you mentioned that not all of them want to be colored. I love that because that it gives me the permission to just let it be because I think I felt like I needed to put colors in all of them. And yeah, so it's like just looking at it. Do you want colors? No. Okay. They'll leave you like that. But that that was I love that. I love that a lot because some of them I will leave it and then later on go back in there, look at it and then add colors you know, yeah. and others, it's like, no, I, I don't want to color this at all. I love how it looks like, you know. <laughs> but white is a color, so it's black. And, yes, you know, how you look at it, sometimes you look at it and you, you think, well, the page looks empty. And you mm-hmm. look at white color as a space. And other times you look at the page and it feels full. Yeah, <laughs> full of, exactly. Full of white or full of light. Or full, like you say, of that, uh, yeah, duality, yeah. perhaps. Uh, some things are black and white. Um, some things that you feel about are black and white. They might not be. It's uh, yes. subjective and it's your personal experience. And yeah. I think the way I see neurographical or any method that we apply, whether that is yoga, meditation, breath work, there is always that personal essence that we bring in into the practice, that little bit of yourself a little bit of creation yeah um so you make it your own you make it how how it works for you in the end of the day that's your inner world that you're drawing nobody else's so who is it there to say that it has to or uh, have color or not because yes. that's that's you that maybe that at that point in time when you were drawing that picture and working on your inner essence 
that was black and white in your brain, you know, or in your soul or in your heart. And that's how it came out. And that this got that. nothing to do with anything else. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. Like now I'm going to go through um, my sketchbook and other ones that I haven't colored yet and look at what topic I chose for them and kind of, mm. it will be, I'm curious to see which ones, you know, yeah. Yeah, because if yeah. there is a pattern, let's exactly. say you always have black and white pictures when you uh, draw finances, then I'd be thinking, well, yes. there is certainly there's something that blocks you. But then, if it's just absolutely random, then yes. it's kind of maybe that's how it should look because that's the finished process and you're completely satisfied with um, uh, your drawing. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to help. I'm glad to help. Um, so I think we are getting to the kind of bottom of spirituality. We've discussed uh, a lot of things today, and um, I loved how our conversation was uh, going into different pockets of, of the method and the connection um, that of spirituality is definitely there. And what helped me as well, your very simple definition of spirituality. I think, like I say, a lot of people see spirituality as like going to church or like praying or doing something else. And it doesn't have to be anything of that sort. You don't have to ever leave the house to, to be spiritual. You don't have to wear... I don't know, bohemian style yoga pants to be spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't. There's a whole passion with it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, this is it. But, you know, I was like, um, yeah. I've been to a retreat which was very spiritual and people look so different and they yes. show up in their day-to-day -day difference. Yep. And, you know, looking at them from the surface, you would never know whether they're spiritual or not. Exactly. And then they, you know, they all have makeup and, you know, false eyelashes and they start speaking to them and they talk about their spiritual animals and yep. guides <laughs> and, you know, the, the witchy voodoo things that they do. And it's amazing. I think yes. um, it's got so much kind of potential and definitions of what it could be could mean yeah. to you. It could be connection with God. It yes. could be believing in the higher power from the universe or Mother Earth. Um, it can kind of come up in any essence. It's, it's, I guess, anything that is part of your core is spiritual. Yeah. And also everything that is kind of bigger than you, like nature, is also spiritual. And then, you know, whether we want it or not, we somehow belong to both. Uh, yes. We have an inner core and outer okay. environment that we all plugged in uh, <laughs> from yeah. birth. It's just choosing whether you're not or not you want to kind of give and receive and open that channel to to be part of uh, of something um, exactly. very small inside and big outside and all yes, that you got it you got it <laughs> <laughs> that's a great summary <laughs> yeah so I think on this note I would like to just really thank you for coming to this podcast and being my first guest like we discussed Yay, we are, we are making a history today yes. as uh, the first <laughs> podcast that is dedicated to Neurographica. I feel very blessed to have you as the first guest, somebody who's been drawing for three years and a specialist in Neurographica and somebody who's dedicated to the method as well, drawing every day. Because I think with like any practice, if you do it regularly, it works and Neurographica works 
And if you do it regularly, I think that's kind of been proven through uh, many examples. Uh, for our listeners, I would just like to say, please check out Abigail's work and her wonderful website. I will post the link underneath the podcast, so make sure to check that out. And also, she kindly gave us all a freebie, which is meditation to help um, you find your center in the midst of the storm of life. So make sure you um, take advantage and grab that as well. So Abigail, thank you so much for, for being my guest today. Is there anything else you would like to say? Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was quite exciting. I love Neurographica and then you mix it with spirituality and I'm just, I have to hold myself back. <laughs> <laughs> so much goodness so thank you thank you for having me and especially for your first guest and thank you for doing this so you can talk more about the magic um, of neurographica and more people can learn about it and tap into this resource that can really truly help you change your life your mind your heart your energy like all of it (laughs) you know (laughs) so yes yes yeah thank you so much as well and hopefully we'll have um, other podcasts together Yes, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know. Um, uh, goodbye, Abigail. Thank you. Bye, everyone.